0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ari Mack. In this podcast, we are looking back at all our interviews and what has happened in this year. Let's look back throughout the entire 2020 what has happened with our all this year, including interviews that we've had. In this podcast, we're where we have interviewed Rabbi Natana Goldstein, um, Amichai, Avichai um, Waxberg, yeah, um, uh, We've had soldiers, and including one of our best this year, a doctor who discussed the vaccine for the COVID-19. And including also, we had a nurse, Ayelet Mermelstein, so this year has been a great year, and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in, and it's pretty much, very much appreciated. Thank you very much, and God willing, 2021 will be a great year. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. All right. Um, with us is right now, with um, right now is Natano Goldstein. Welcome to the show, Natano. Thank you
1: for having me. How are you, All been right.
0: A been a really long time. I uh, haven't spoken to you for about, let's say, a year. Yeah, about that. So, um, we heard about an amazing project um, that you built, you're building. Um, Want to tell everyone about your amazing project in Israel?
1: Sure. So I'm working on starting a school that has a few other pieces to connect the tip. Um It's a boarding school, so students in high school, age 13 to 17, would sleep in this residence. There's also a school component where they'll study for what's called the GED, which is the degree you get when graduating high school. There's going to be a therapy component and recreational, which means like outdoor activities, um, in addition to life skills and vocational skills. Um,
0: sounds, sounds amazing um, regarding that. I um, want to tell everyone regarding um, – the background and what kind of um, people are you focusing on and what kind of um, stuff are you hoping to have
1: there? Oh, great question. Yeah, so the school is geared towards teenage boys, um, 13 to 17 with high functioning autism. Um, And in this current residence that we have now, we can host about 10 boys. Uh, we do hope that once that fills up, we will open up a girls' house, have the same program for girls, and then start another house when that finishes up for boys. Mm-hmm. Where's this located? So, our residence is located in uh, Moshav, called Moshav Luzit, which is in between Beit Shemesh and Kiryat Gat. It's about, like, central Israel. uh mm-hmm. And um,
0: how do people um, like um, how do they sign up um, if they want to sign up for this program?
1: Oh, so they could learn more or they could actually apply to the program by visiting us online at meromimisrael.com. I'll spell it out M E R O M I M I S R A E L.com. We're also on social media. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as LinkedIn. Um, That's a way to find out more and to sign up. Um, Right now, we're just building. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're opening enrollment on January 1st. But in the meantime, people can schedule tours to come visit the school. Um, We are accepting students from America. The place is going to be all English-speaking. Nice. Even, even Anglo-Israelis who want to join are welcome. But we are shooting for more of an American crowd.
0: Very nice. Very nice. It sounds like, um, you know, the uh, Lifetown Center in um, Livingston?
1: Yeah, Lifetown's great.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like kind of like that. Is that your goal um, to aim like that type of
1: thing? Well, good question. Um, I think in terms of creating programming like Lifetown, um we'll do something similar but we offer the residential piece and the therapeutic piece Mm. um that's different than lifetown
0: yeah um i heard about lifetown is based on for like lower um ages and this one is like higher ages um and i'm looking at your um i'm on the page of the um article if you find if you want to look at the article um it's on page 55 in the Jewish link um and it's an amazing article i read it um this past week um your story and how you um went to tbc um and how you, know, you grew up it's such an amazing thing
1: well it all started at Sinai. correct so that's where that's where it began you know foundations you
0: know? yes um, why don't I want to tell everyone a day in the life, like about um, the children, what they do in the um, program.
1: Oh, you're asking amazing questions. Um, you could actually visit the website. On the website, we have an ideal schedule of what a day to day would look like at Midrognim Israel. Um, to give you the basic gist of it, it is wake up and breakfast then there's a small goal setting session where students would set the goal for the day um there's classes both Judaic studies and general studies there's lunch there's recreation activities outdoors once a week will be a big trip around israel other days might be a half day trip or just some sports in the park um yeah. Very nice. There'll be other vocational training, whether it's uh, woodworking or gardening or coding and robotics or graphic design. And a, and a few therapy sessions like there. dinner. Then there's dinner and Mars. i in between during the day. And nighttime is time to reflect on how the day went. If you accomplish your goal, well, you could do it differently. And then lights out at 10 o'clock.
0: Where do people, um, can you give an example, like where they um, do vocational work?
1: Good question. Um, right now, since, since we haven't really fully started, um, we are starting to do a lot of work remotely, which means that a company can hire um, some of the students to work for them from the school. So they'll get an email in the beginning of the day asking them to create a flyer or a poster about a specific event or a graphic for a social media post or a YouTube thumbnail. And the students will work on that to create it. Um, or they'll be building things around in the house for the house or for the Moshav that Moshav residents ask, ask to be built. It's amazing.
0: So we um... People can contact you regarding um anything. You could go to the website marom Israel, Maromim dot
1: com or contact you. What's your email? Natanel at dot com.
0: Okay, you heard it, everyone. Um thank you, um, Natanel. Thank you very much for uh spending your time. I'm sure very busy right now regarding this.
1: Mm, we can always make time for you.
0: Yes, all right. Thank you very much for uh, coming on the show. Hope um, you do a very successful um, job on this.
1: Thanks for having me, and I hope to be in touch soon.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Okay. Hi Welcome,
2: there.
0: welcome to the uh, Living and Journey uh, podcast. With us right now is Ayel Mermersin. Ayel, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, we haven't spoken for a while. Um, and how's everything doing?
3: Everything's good. Thanks for asking. How are you?
0: Doing well. Um, ha- I understand that you're a nurse in where where you're located.
3: So I'm a labor and delivery nurse at Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital at New York Presbyterian uh, in Columbia, uh, which is in the city by um by by Washington Heights.
0: Mm -hmm. How's everything in the uh, hospital over there? I'm sure it's um, jam packed each day.
3: Yeah, it's become really busy. Um, We have a lot of patients who are COVID positive, Um, so it's definitely a strain on the healthcare resources.
0: Mm -hmm. What do you um, do regarding that um, COVID um, stuff? Like, um, can you let let everyone know what? to do like symptoms and, um, preventions, what to do for that type of stuff.
3: Sure. So, um, you want to definitely, um, if you're starting to feel symptoms, they can, they can differ depending on who or how, how severe they are. Some people have mild symptoms and some people have more severe. So if you're feeling, um, aches and pains is a common one. If you're feeling, um, Uh, feverish, if you have a mild fever or even a a severe fever, Um, um, anything over 100.4 is considered a fever, but even a mild range one. And also coughing is a symptom, having trouble breathing, shortness of breath. And also one of the things interesting with COVID is that people are reporting that they have a loss, which is so interesting, a loss of taste and smell.
0: Yeah, that um definitely my um I heard that um recently my neighbor um reported that. Um for some reason um they just told me that it's a new symptom. Yeah. Do you find that do you find that really interesting?
3: I do because it's really, you know, not everybody can get tested for covid, not everybody can know that they have a positive uh, te- um you know that they are definitively with COVID, but having these symptoms is pretty much a telltale sign and what we call presumptive positive when we can say we we, most likely you do have it even if you don't have a test that makes you positive.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What's the, um, what are preventions? Do you um, recommend?
3: Well, I mean, everyone's always saying the hand washing and that's definitely a big part of it. You want to wash your hands. You want to be really vigilant about when you go out. only go out for the most important of things, um, which is really only one household member going to the supermarket. Um, you don't want to be um, exposing yourself unnecessarily to other people um, and even um, other family members from other households or play dates or anything like that right now. I think most people are understanding that they shouldn't be um, involved in anything outside of the home.
0: hmm what um, do you know any treatments at all um, for this COVID at all?
3: So right now, um, unfortunately, there's no like telltale, um, you know, uh, way to recover from this specifically with any treatments. There are right now um, a lot of clinical trials going on in the country where they are trying uh, different medications um, in combination separately, where they're trying to get this on the market as soon as possible if they can find. Something that does work for people, um, but we're not there yet, and there's definitely not anything that's a quick fix right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you recommend to people? Like, um, by I'm I'm sure you heard people um, having their like um, gatherings, like minyanim or um, together, still going on in New Jersey. Um, what do you recommend um, to them?
3: I understand where everyone's coming from. It's a very hard thing for people to comprehend the idea of not having minion, not having something that's such a social um, part of everything that we do in our lives in the community. Um, but unfortunately, uh, you know, even my you know even my husband has to say kaddish this year, um, and he's not able to do so, which is so heartbreaking. Um, for him and for us, because this is something that you know, we never thought would happen, and what we're, weren't really prepared for that part of it, the, that social community part of it. and um, but unfortunately, even these kind of basement minyanims that are going on or the minyanim mm-hmm. that are going on um, on the street and so forth, they really can't happen. Unfortunately, we're at the point we're realizing that this is an airborne. And, uh, you know, whether people say it's not, but it is, it's an airborne, um, disease and, um, it's a virus that lives in the air. So, um, you can't say that only, you know, six feet apart is what we're trying, um, but it's somewhat arbitrary and it, in, uh, certain places it can just linger and by us being together unnecessarily, um, is definitely putting ourselves at a more uh, exposed situation that, you know, I feel for everybody and I understand that we can't even comprehend like how this is happening and how this is possible for us not to be going to show every day. But unfortunately, this is what we have to do. And I know that people are trying to have these minimum six feet apart, but at the end of the day, you're still using the same, everybody's using the same doorknob. And everybody to open the door, and they're all like walking out of the same walkway, and whatever it is, um, you're just exposing yourselves, and you don't, and you just don't realize. Um, there's a, there was a case in the in the in the United States where there was a choir that got together that nobody was sick. It was 60 um, individuals who were singing in a choir, and they got together and they um, just to sing. No one was sick. They all stayed six feet apart, and they were just practicing for their choir. And within a week, they had over 45 people were sick with COVID just from wow. that. So, and that is potentially, you know, wh- what was the reason for that? Nobody can explain. Nobody was sick and they took every precaution. They used Purell when they got there and they and they were really careful. Um, so what happened? You know, what, where, is it that when people are singing, does that open up maybe potentially... Um, your throat to, to, or, or to take in more of the air and so on. We don't know. This virus is so um, new to us. It's a novel virus for that reason. And that's why we don't know the exact route of transmission. So we have to be careful and we have to be vigilant. It's just not worth it.
0: For sure. Um, for those who um, would like to daven um, with a minion, there's a minion called virtualminionum.com. My friend created a site um with all links to like Zoom. Um and that's um for the for now for the now being. Um and I'm I've been looking at the COVID-19 cases. It sound it looks ridiculous. The worldwide um cases and um numbers what do you say about that type of numbers
3: you know people ask me is it really that bad is it really as bad as they're saying and i have to tell you it is it is bad as they're saying i don't even work in the emergency department or the icu um i work on the labor unit and we see so many cases of women on the floor who are pregnant um, who are laboring and have COVID and don't even know some of them. They're asymptomatic. We're testing everybody and we know who is positive. And you would be greatly surprised at the numbers of people that are sick, and these are younger, obviously younger women than, um, you know, who everybody was initially concerned about the older population, but this is the younger population too. Nobody is immune to immune to this yet because nobody has the antibodies built up. So it can really go to anyone. So the numbers that they're saying are, are probably just the tip of the iceberg because not everyone is tested. A lot of people are home with mild symptoms. So we don't even know the extent of it. Um, and we, um, you know, we really are concerned that this is a full blown out, um, it is it is a full blown out pandemic and there are very high numbers especially in New York and New Jersey and it will spread to the rest of the country without a doubt.
0: Mm -hmm. How old um, is do you know the age uh, for the testing um, for the COVID-19?
3: So they don't test based on age they test really based on symptoms and how severe they are and it depends on where you live and what area you live in. Obviously the best method would be to reach out to your pres- physician if you had any questions about whether you should be tested or not. Uh, everybody will give you different, um, you know, everything everything is changing daily. So nothing that happened yesterday is the same as what's happening today. New protocol pr- protocols are constantly coming out and it also is based on what we have available. So those with mild symptoms is my understanding is they're not having them test at the moment, but if you end up needing to go to the hospital or severe symptoms, uh, that you can get a test depending where you live and you can get tested. So it's not necessarily based on age. I know people that are tested in their 30s. I know people that are tested in their 70s. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you very much. A-L. And hopefully um, we'll, this virus will go away as soon as we can find a vaccine.
3: Absolutely, um, that's our hope and and everybody should stay safe and healthy and uh, spend uh, time with your family and your loved ones.
0: All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Arieh. Stay safe. You
3: too, be well.
0: All right, <laughs> with me right now is Avijai Waxberg, formerly from Sake, and former IDF soldier. Avijai, how are you?
4: Thank God, Baruch I'm doing well. How are you, Aria? It's been a while.
0: Yeah, it's been a while talking to you. I'm um, doing well. How's is Israel?
4: Thank God. Israel's good. It's beautiful. We, uh, we're on like self-quarantine kind of protocol, but mm-hmm. thank God in Mavisaret, where I live, we have a lot of open space, and uh, I actually work at the yeshiva here, so I have a whole campus to myself because unfortunately all the guys have to book back to the States. so um, So yeah. You know, making do with what we have, thank God, trying to stay sane, uh, keep the family healthy. Um, you know, Pesach was hard not being able to travel or do anything, but we had family over. They were by us yeah. for about a month.
0: Nice. And, uh, yeah,
4: thank God, it was good.
0: Nice. So I want to tell everyone um, a little about yourself and what you did in the Army, um, whats what you're looking for into for the uh, Yom HaZikaron and Yom Achimut, um how Israel is um, doing that for the upcoming days as um, the virus is um, in coming out of Israel right now. For
4: sure. So I think Yom HaZikaron specifically is a very, very personal day um, in the sense that everyone connects to it in a different way, uh, depending if they've had, uh, if they've lost a loved one or somebody they know, or if it's just you know kind of a a spectator day, and what I mean by that is that they they try to to tap into other people's emotions because they Baruch Hashem do not feel that pain. Um, it's very similar to you know being at a being at a shiva house when you don't really know anybody there or you're you know something like that. Um, so you you wanted me to talk about my army service or what Yom Zikaron means to me, how I experienced Yom Zikaron. Um, You can do both if you want. Okay. I'll give a short synopsis of what my army service was. Um, I went to Yeshiva Mavessarah for two years. At the end of my Shana bed I drafted to Netach I served a year and ten months. Uh, the last ten months as a sergeant. I was a commander. I had a platoon. Uh, sorry, I had a squad of about ten guys. And we would go on missions, um, rest, patrols uh, in Udavishamron and a lot of these areas, um, you know, they, they became a real big part of me, and I got to know a lot of the soldiers and the people in the area. Um, most of our activity was just guard duty, in, in either pillboxes, which are which are armored posts along the highway and uh, and main contact areas, uh, where there would be friction Chassvah Shalom. Uh, in between Yeshuvim and uh, Arab Kfarim, um, and so m- most most of my service was, you know, a lot of guard duty, making sure that nothing happens, and if something happens, you have to report it and deal with that. So on Fridays, in general, when um, it was just like, you know, I guess power hour for the Arabs, they would just have a lot of riots and um, try to make a big Balagun for the Yeshuvim and we would shut them down uh, with different riot control methods um we had a couple of arrests here and there not really at liberty to speak about um who they were but most of that uh, nor would anybody know who they are <laughs> mm-hmm. not that high profile i would hope not right you don't have any friends in uh in kalandia do you <laughs> for sure <laughs> no nope, but i don't have any good thank god well whatever you know facebook instagram you connect with who knows what yeah the kids there. um one of the craziest arrests that I was have been, or I was on, is that we started at about 1.30 in the morning. We walked from a yeshuv down a mountain into a valley, walked about two kilometers, and then walked up a very steep hill in the middle of the night. And you couldn't have any flashlights on, nothing, because you don't want to be given away. Uh, you get up to Kalandia, and you're just like hiking through, hiding behind. I mean, the whole place just looks like it's under construction. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty like, uh, you know, not so high scale and you go in the middle of the night, you scope out about the house, you have different perimeters set up. Um, and then you, you go in, you arrest the guy, you search the house, clear the house, make sure there's no, nobody there is going to damage you. Um, you get all the information that you need, all the belongings that you need from this guy. Um, and then get out of the car as fast as possible. Cause the second that you're leaving that house all the Arabs know that you're there and then they start pelting you with rocks and random debris. Yeah, I've,
0: seen it. I've seen it on uh, a, a TV show. Um, I forgot what's the name. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it.
4: Yeah, it's it is crazy. I actually started watching the show when I was in the army and it, it was just, it just started tripping me out. So I, I had to stop, but I might restart nowadays. Now I'm out of the army out of those areas, yeah. Uh, don't don't. Yeah, definitely not not <laughs> suggested to watch a very very uh, you know over dramatized TV show with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with all that when you're doing that the next day.
0: Yeah. Um, so how's, that, so um, did you um know at all um fold when you're in the army?
4: It's actually really really um
0: really sensitive,
4: and I'm glad you asked that. I did not know Ari Fallon when I was in the army, personally. I knew his family, um, and only after the army did I really get to know him. I worked with him. Um, but I'll explain how I interacted with him in the army, and then when I worked with him after the army. Um, in the army, we had a And uh, so we did like a nice hike, and we had dancing and singing, and then after that um, he pulls up to our base with this truck this food truck and he has a an american you know donor response sponsor. somebody wants to help out on soldiers or soldiers at all i think it's soldiers in general and he just came and there were just like like hot dogs and blankets and tons of uh brekkas and coke and stuff like that and i was just like in shock i was like wait i can i have that for free and he's like yeah for sure this is why we're here and he just starts handing out to all the highly all this uh all this food, him and the and the sponsor who came on to the base. And that was that was awesome. I did not really uh think too much of it at the time. Because, you know, as a as a as a soldier, there's like a lot of um I don't know, I guess under appreciation that even when you get appreciated, you kind of just feel a little bit like, okay, fine. So like you know it was one thing that they did for us. But it was it was really nice. And we all really enjoyed it. And uh, spoke about it for a couple weeks afterwards. And we're always, like, hoping maybe. Um, fast forward about a year and a couple months. I'm out of the Army. Maybe, maybe even a year and a half. I'm out of the Army. I'm just getting ready to start school. It's the summer of 2018. And, and yeah, I, I get a job offer to work with this uh, this organization. Called Cool Collar, they produce like these cooling ice packs that go on the neck to keep people cold, and uh, we one one of our um, one one of the one of the people that we wanted to reach were soldiers. We wanted to get people to buy them for soldiers, so we had this campaign called Cool Chayal, and the face of that organize of that of that um, campaign was none other than Ari Fold. So I was able to work with him uh, for about a day and a half filming. And giving out these cool collars to soldiers. And he was just, he was larger than life. He was an incredible person.
0: Yeah. He's um, hes a great person and a reminder to be remembered on Yomuzi um As the Yomuzi um Memorial um, is coming.
4: Right, 100%. I mean, he... Just from driving in the car with him for a day and a half, he uh, just, you know, in between, he was just so in the moment of, like, getting these cool collars to the soldiers and getting them happy. And then he just tells stories about how he's in the Lebanon, Second Lebanon War, and he almost got killed, and that he was, like, you know, the heavy machine gunner. Um, he just had a lot to give over, tons and tons of koach. Um, and he was really just, like, you know, he was the symbol of self-defense and symbol of Am Yisrael belongs in Israel. And it was it was it was just absolutely devastating and, and just really painful, you know, when when we heard that he was killed.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you um wanna tell everyone a little about um more a little more about Yomizikarun? Mm-hmm. I'll speak about it.
4: Um in the different stages that I experienced it. Um in high school, middle school, growing up Yomizikaron was a uh, either a guest speaker or a video or some sort of presentation that we would put together, and although that was nice, it kind of felt like a little history lesson, a little bit distant. Um, it's, it, you can only really experience in something you can only really experience something. Oh wow! I'm getting my uh, my Israeli vocabulary up here <laughs> when you um, when you when you feel it, and so I didn't necessarily tap into it too much. I was like, okay. Yeah, but in Israel, I don't really know what that is. I mean, I know what Israel is, but I don't, I don't know what that concept is. And then, um, getting to Israel, Mashan Now, I went to Har Herzl. You see the graves, and um, it's not just seeing the graves, because you know, it's 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 you know, it's a nice piece of marble that's uh, commemorative of somebody, but then you see the families there, and they're just you know, they're bawling their brains out, and then you look at the date on the stone and it was just, you know, it could be six months ago, it could be a year ago. Um, and that really, really hit home. It was just, it was just very difficult to see an entire family, um, sitting there without their son, you know? Um, so that really hit home for me and that was part of the, you know, part of the beginning stages of me contemplating driving to the army. I felt that, these families, although they were very, very sad, they would, they're very proud of their sons who fell in battle. Um, so that's what it was for me, Masha'nav. Mashanabet, bet more and more stronger because, you know, I was more involved in looking into the army and I got to know people in Israel who experienced it. I experienced soldiers, I experienced Israeli life a little bit. Um, so it was a lot of that. And then during my service, not going to lie, it was very difficult, but it was also a bit of like, it was just a crazy experience just because, you know, you, you don't even know, you, you, don't, you don't have the time to think because you're in uniform and you just think, what if I'm there? What if I'm in that ground? You know, I can be in the ground tomorrow. Um, it's really scary, but you don't, you can't really think so much. You can't process so much. It's more of just an overwhelming feeling. Of just, uh, of just like, not, not fear. It's just, it's just tons of feeling. You, you walk into the entire hotel and you just automatically connect with everyone there and everything there. Um, and every person there. Cause you're, you're part of the day. You are part of the day. You're part of that entire experience. Um, and, um, and now after the army, after the army, it's, um, it's just a very meaningful day. It's a very meaningful day that I get to, you know, reflect on what happened, who these people were. Um, and specifically, there were two soldiers uh, who, four months, I was in, uh, I, I in Mesaya, Machak HaShesh, Division 6, and, uh, and I got out of the army, and people switched me out. That's how it works. There's turnover. And so there were... There were three boys. I don't know if you know Yuval Mor Yosef, Yosef uh, Cohen, and Natan Felber, and they were um, guarding a bus stop in the Shomron, a place where I would have been had I still been in the army, and it would have been it would have been me or my soldiers or my friends, and uh, a terrorist came out of a car and shot them, immediately killing two of them, mm-hmm. and Natan Felber is still injured, and in, you know. I mean, you see the updates by Dove Lipman all over the internet. I'm sure, or I'm sure you're you're following that. Yeah, and um, and that's that's just when a lot of like, I, I, it was a little bit of fear in the beginning, but then there was just an immense amount of pride that I was able to to make the decision that if I need to die in the Medina, then that's that's what it's going to be. And that's what all these guys did. Um, so to sum it up, Yom zikaron is just a day, not just, it is a day, at least for me, where I can really connect to all the families in Israel and all all the the soldiers who lost their friends. Um, and, you know, that fear, dying Lema'ina Medina, is not really a fear. It's just, it's the only way that I would want to go, the only way that, that I think any soldier would want to go, anybody who's ever been in combat.
0: Sounds amazing. Um, the during the um, Yom Zikaron this year, are they going to be limiting amount of people at Har Herzl this year?
4: Yeah, there is no entrance whatsoever. Um, I, uh, aside from, I'm sure a couple people from the government who are going to be doing a techs there, but uh, there's no there's no access. Everything's shut down. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, Thank you very much for the service and the IDF and may the memory of every single soldier be remembered on this on that day. Amen. Thank you so much Arya. Have a great
4: day. Have a great day. Shmora tsmkha. Bye. Hello. Hey Arya, how's it going? Good.
0: Can you
5: hear you me well? Yeah. Great
0: Okay, with me right now is atar Nussbaum from Israel um, a current soldier. is that correct?
5: Yes, current soldier
0: in Israel. Um, the way I knew I got to know him from birthright Israel uh, free spirit Tagut. I uh, went to birthright about almost a, a year ago. It is already a year and we got to know each other from then and i believe you didn't did you get to um do you have your current um army uniform now
5: um am i wearing it now not at no, the okay. moment but uh
0: did you get it um ever since we uh
5: ah yes yes hmm yeah did. i had an issue about a year ago but uh but I've been on active service, uh, about a month after we met. So about a year on active service. And before that I was on a kind of reserve duty. Um, but right now I'm in active service.
0: Wow. All right. So that's, um, so, um, that's how we've met. And, um, so Atar, I want to, um, first of all, how's everything going, um, in Israel?
5: Um, you know, everybody's a bit bummed out and confused about this uh, whole period with coronavirus. But, uh, but in general, I think, I think things are going pretty well here. The infection numbers are, are on the better side when it comes to the rest of the world. So I think uh, a lot of people are confident about our ability to actually get out of this struggle which is always good. I'm confident about it too, but I, I do think that it's a bit too early to start reopening everything. Um, but other than that, it's probably the same as it is in the U.S. with people being home and uh, trying to find interesting things to do in quarantine. How about you?
0: For sure. Um, um, we're all in quarantine on the East Coast side of the U.S. Um, everything's doing well. We're all doing... The schools are on um, lockdown, and we're doing Zoom meetings, and and we're trying to get ourselves together every single day. Um, mm-hmm. God willing, uh, we'll be back t- to normal. Want to tell everyone what? You, want to tell everyone what you do in the army a little?
5: Uh, yeah, of course. I'm in the spokesperson's office of the Israeli military, so I deal with traditional media, international traditional media, which means uh, basically answering queries from reporters, um, pitching stories to reporters, putting out press releases, and in general being connected to what's going on with the military and uh, finding out what's a good idea to put out and what's the best way to put it out that people will actually see it and be exposed to it.
0: Pretty cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um...
0: And what do you uh, what do you want to tell everyone about um, this year's Yom Hazikaron, especially during the coronavirus?
5: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, man. It's uh, different than uh, any other year. It's it's, it's one of the um, most meaningful days of the year for me and for many other Israelis, including uh, w- w- together with Yom HaShoah. Uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day and uh, Yom mot our Independence Day, which is um, two days from now, a day after Yom Zikowon. Um it's one of those days of uh, going out with your family to a ceremony and uh, really having a, a day full of memories and very hard thoughts to go through because, you know, everybody knows somebody who was uh, killed either in battle or in, a terror attack so it's 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 not that hard to get connected to the memories and imagine what people are going through um but this year it's going to be it's going to be different i i don't know how it's what it's going to look like and i'm kind of uh kind of insecure about it because i'm so used to having my pattern on yomozikoon and and i don't know if i'll be able to do it from my room you know
0: mm-hmm. what about um yomatsumo what the what does it look like in Israel this
5: year? So I think um, the usual things happening in Yom Ha'atzmoth, which are the Chidonat the Bible quiz, I guess you could call it, mm-hmm. um, is still going to happen, just uh, virtually, so hopefully we'll still be able to watch it. The um, flyover from the Israeli Air Force is still going to happen. We actually see them practicing, so we get a lot of noise during the day. Uh, <laughs> so luckily that's still going to happen. It's, that, that'll be fun. But you know, the tradition of going out and having a cookout with friends, that's not going to, that's not going to be something that we can do this year, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And uh, in general, just going to the street, going out, seeing a lot of people, you know, I live in Jerusalem and Jerusalem is full of people on Yom And it's For always sure. fun to go out and see all the faces and the, uh, Unfortunately, this year I won't be able to do that.
0: Yeah, in my school we we um we usually do like a for Yom Is it Grown, we do like a um video, speak to someone, do like mm-hmm. a short um tfilah, a prayer, yeah. and then um, for Yom Hatsimut, we do a um, we recite hello, the um short psalms of prayer, and then we do. Um, a barbecue and uh, play some sports
5: and <laughs> not this year huh? this
0: year this year we can't um, yeah. I was thinking like, what am I going to do this year it's so it's going really be so weird doing virtual um yomat's mm-hmm.
5: any good ideas that you can share
0: i'm thinking um as we uh, talk like um like many many schools are doing like virtual stuff. Many, um, synagogues are doing virtual, so I'm sure there is stuff to do during this Mm -hmm. time of the year, um, during this time of the year.
5: Mm -hmm. Hopefully, hopefully that'll be, that'll be something that we can do, you know, just all the virtual stuff. Again, I don't know, I don't know how, how it'll go, how it'll feel. For sure. Yeah. Is,
0: um... Is the Kotel open for um people to do like um certain like they can pray at um at this time?
5: Good question. I'm not so sure, but I think it's not. It it was open until later than other things. But I think at this point it's closed.
0: Uh-huh. How about the um Yehuda, that, um, the Shuk?
1: Yeah, that's the
5: closed. That's
0: a special that's um um I saw I've seen uh, protests lately over there um at the around this time because people want it opened right now.
5: Yeah, 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 definitely not not the only spot um with that going on. I, I actually didn't see any protests specifically in in Shukwa but um a lot of protests all over the country and in the states obviously about reopening the economy cuz uh you know you you take you take all these people's um all their income in such a sudden way. And uh, without necessarily a f- forecast of when things will go back to normal. And it's, uh, it's very worrying, especially to people who work uh, you know, day-to-day jobs like waiting tables and uh, uh, stuff like that, which are many of my friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just um, to ask you on a uh, political side, um, what do you think about the new unity government um, with Benny Gantz and Benjamin Netanyahu? Uh,
5: it's definitely a hot topic. Uh, if, if we were in a setting, just a personal setting, and it wasn't clear that I was a soldier, I would have liked to comment. But unfortunately, we're not really supposed to comment about political stuff if we're identified as soldiers. Um, but there's a lot of excitement about it. That's something I can say
0: uh-huh okay
5: yeah how about you yeah. how what do you feel about it
0: i feel like it's um it's a pretty good setting we that we um the israelis is my country and from my heart um got a uh government together especially um after um three vo three um vote Three sets of, mm-hmm.
5: uh, of declaring of vote, yeah,
0: elections, um, and we finally got it together.
5: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for uh, speaking to me and taking your time.
5: Absolutely. Thanks so much for inviting me and having me. Good. Th- good hearing All from right.
0: you. All right. Thank you very much, Atar.
5: Thank you. Have a good Yom Hazikaron and, and health to everybody.
0: All right, stay healthy. Yom Hazikaron is all about remembering people. Today is Yom Hazikaron. Yom Hazikaron, we we try to remember the people in Israel that are dead that are not alive anymore, that was murdered. We remember 24,000 soldiers around the world that are that were murdered in the I- And we can't imagine, can't you imagine all these people that were murdered around the world. Today, we're, mor- we're mourning those memories. And I have one person in mind. His name is Ari Fold, Good friend of mine. And. He was murdered. By one of the. By a falafel shop. In the West Bank. Ari Fold Was. 45 named as a victim in the West Bank in a stabbing attack. He was an American soldier, an Israeli activist, an American Israeli resident, fighter, and lover. He was 45 years old. Father of four in a Flat settlement. Noon on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, a Palestinian teenager stabbed Ari outside of the shopping mall near Frat, beyond junction of the of Jerusalem. Despite his wounds, Arifold tried to chase and tried to shoot his attacker before collapsing to the ground. Arifold was rushed to um Sharit Sharitsetic medical center, and he was in un he was in unstable condition after re, re after his efforts failed doctors pronounced him as we call Meta dead the attackers. The attacker was shot by Fold, another armed civilian. The attacker by Fold, an alien, at the scene and taken to Dassa Hospital Mount, Scopes, in moderate condition, with multiple gunshot wounds. Officials said. The terrorist identified as seventeen-year-old yata of Hebron his name was has not been released lawmakers from across the political spectrum praised Ari for his actions with his last strength Ari fought heroically I mean he was a hero against the terrorism in Israel and prevented greater tragedy. Prime Minister Netanyahu said in the statement, Ari was a wonderful father to four children. And he was a father. He was a friend. He was everything. (sighs) Thinking about him brings me to tears. (laughs) Ari was a wonderful father who to four children, who's an advocate for Israel, who fought to spread the truth about Israel. May his memory be a blessing on this day. Thank you for tuning Happy Yom Yerushalayim.
2: Who's black, it said yesterday. To the rioters, go home. are not in favor of the rioting and the looting. Only people in the media who get to sit in their cushy mansions are in favor of the rioting and the looting. Most members of the black community are not in favor of of this rioting and looting. The the Atlanta mayor, right, who, who who is black, said yesterday to the rioters, go home. You're not doing any good for the country. You're not doing any good for any cause here. You're not doing any good for anything.
3: This city that has had a legacy of black mayors and black police chiefs and people who care about this city, where more than 50% of the business owners in Metro Atlanta are minority business owners. If you care about this city, then go home and pray that somebody like Reverend Beasley will come and talk to you and give you some instructions on what a protest should look like and how you effectuate change in America.
2: Good for her, that's Keisha Lance Bottoms, the Atlanta mayor. The St. Paul mayor, who also is black, he said people who burn businesses are not driven by love of community. Right, this is, these are local leaders who understand that this is not this is not the right thing to do. Now, you're, we're gonna contrast some of this leadership with the leadership that you've seen from white mayors of major cities like Los Angeles and New York, which is absolutely cowardly and pusillanimous. Here's the St. Paul mayor saying people who burn businesses aren't driven by love of community or by any cause. They're doing this because they're bad people.
0: Uh, what we know is there's some people in our community, there's some people in our streets Uh, who are driven there by a passion for our community, by a love for our community, and by a deep desire to never see the painful loss of life. Uh, Like the killing,
4: like the video of the killing of George Floyd that we all saw this week. Uh, and then there's folks in our streets uh, who are there to burn down our black-owned barbershops, uh,
0: to burn down our family-owned businesses, uh, our immigrant-owned restaurants. And it is very clear to me that those people are not driven by a love for our community. And there's no way you can argue that those actions are designed uh, to produce a better future
4: for our community, quite the opposite.
2: This is exactly right. Why were Democrats, These, by the way, virtually all of this is happening in Democrat-run major cities. Virtually all of it is happening in Democrat-run major cities. And if you're a decent mayor, you understand that law-abiding citizens in your city, black, white, green, brown, Democrat, Republican, need to be protected from people who are committing acts of violence. And you are doing no favors to anybody by allowing this to go on. But that's not what you have seen from Democratic politicians who are so interested in the intersectional gain to be made by basically kowtowing to all of this, that they're not willing to say anything remotely true. It's pretty amazing. Joe Biden took 48 hours, 48 hours, to condemn the violence. He put, out a, he put out a statement early on Sunday morning, very, very carefully worded statement, saying, these last few days have laid bare that we are a nation furious at injustice. Every person of conscience can understand the rawness of the trauma people of color experience in this country, from the daily indignities to the extreme violence like the horrific killing of George Floyd. Now, once again, this is underscoring the sort of CNN, Charles Blow dynamic. America's a deeply racist, evil country. Okay, and it, at the same time, we all condemn it. So, like, which is it? Are Americans angry at racism or... Are Americans complicit in racism? Joe Biden can't make up his mind. He says, protesting such brutality is right and necessary. It's an utterly American response. Burning down communities and needless destruction is not. Violence that endangers lives is not. Violence that guts and shutters businesses that serve the community is not. The act of protesting should never be allowed to overshadow the reason we protest. It should not drive people away from the just cause that protest is meant to advance. Okay. And then he just goes on in this vein. It took him 48 hours to do that. 48 hours to give that sort of mild condemnation. And then... you as a virtual
0: surrender. Biden's plan for the China virus is to shut down the entire US economy. I would shut it down. No miracle is coming. If I were president today, I would roll back the reopenings in a number of places. Biden wants to surrender our country to the virus. He wants to surrender our families to the bottom left wing mob
2: and he wants to surrender our jobs to China.
5: I would shut it down.
0: I That's what that's the Good morning everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ari Mac. Today we are speaking about the craziest news that's been going on around the world. Um first let's get into the news that the um uh, about the Yankees and um uh the LB. First, the Yankees won uh, the Yankees lost on um on they first lost on their second game third game they won um game game for the um let me check let me check because i was watching game last night's game which was October eighth. Here we go. Let me see. Last night they won five one, and then Wednesday they lost. That was game three. Today will be today will be game five, yes. and that's it. So today's the last game. Nice. Um, NBA, let's see. NBA. NBA. Let's see who. Ooh, Lakers are leading this series. Uh, 3-1, finals are tonight at 9pm, the final game, possibly for the Heat or um, for the rest of the uh, series, so yeah, and that's that, so that's your sports news, we're going to go into the um, regular show in a minute. But uh, here's a word from our sponsor. Good morning and welcome to the Living Journey Podcast. My name is Art Mac. Today we're going to speak about all about the um, vice presidential debate. Um, How it was amazing turnout last night. And we're also going to speak about what's going on in New York. Um, how is it? Disgusting. And also, um, we're also going to speak about the, um, the upcoming presidential, upcoming presidential debate. How we're going to, um, what we're going to expect and what's the turnouts for that Coming up is the is we're also gonna speak about the sports news um, as we like to speak about that on our podcast. So this is the Living Journey Podcast with Ari Mac. Welcome to the podcast, my name is R. Mack. Today we are going to speak about the debate, how great it was, and who is who won the debate. Also, we're going to speak about the uh, upcoming rallies for Donald Trump. And today is a, all, is a great day for Jewish unity with Donald Trump. Today is an important day for Donald Trump with the Jewish communities around the world and we are con- we are going around New York, New Jersey region area. We are going around making rallies and today is the day that we we fight for our president, showing that we love him. So, also today, we're going to speak about um, the Dodgers and the um, the, uh, the Dodgers and the Rays, how crazy the game was, we'll speak about that, and we're gonna speak about the, um, news also, so upcoming on the podcast, this is the Living Journey Podcast with your host, Ari Mack. Today is the day for Amy Coney Barrett's Confirmation, and yesterday was a ridiculous day for Trump. He went on 60 Minutes, and it was a ridiculous, most craziest, leftist show that you can listen to. I'm going to play some of the clips on our podcast, and if you want to listen to 60 Minutes of yesterday's podcast, go ahead. Um, we're gonna play some of the clips, including Joe Biden call, calling, um, uh, the president name, his name, including Joe Biden called, uh, the president George, my mistake, not really mistake, but whatever. Um, and we're also going to speak about the LB, and we're gonna speak about the Saturday game, how... Is was ridiculous uh, how ridiculous the um, Tampa Bay Rays won all on our podcast today, and I'm feeling good, so that's good. Um, this is coming up on the Living Journey podcast with your host, Ari Mack. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the election night. My name is, is Ari Mack, your host of the podcast for tonight. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ari Mack. Today's podcast is... Has our sponsors. We're going to be doing the news first. And then we're going to be going to the election results. What a crazy night, um, ladies and gentlemen. It's been uh, great. So far, four years. Let's make it um eight years. We'll do the news. And then we'll get into our um, election results. The results are sponsored by one and only... Um, Sponsors for our, our voting system. And we'll speak about other topics. This is the Living a Journey podcast. Thank you for... Um, hope you enjoy tonight's podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the election night. Um, with I'm your host, Ari Mac, on the Living Journey podcast of your um, Ari Mack Networks on the Living Journey podcast. Thank you. To, we'd like to thank our sponsors for the entire election. Um, throughout the election, last night was the was the results, and we have them for you. It's currently November 4th, but we are still done with results. I'm going to go through each state. But first, we are going to go through the West Coast, then the Central Coast, and then the East Coast, North, Northern East Coast, and then South, and then Central. So, let's get to the... Um, Let's get to the north, northern part of the west. Washington went to Joe Biden. 12 electoral votes and 61% of the votes went to Biden. 36.8% went to Trump. In Washington, a lot of the voters... Voted for Biden. And that's a lot. California, Oregon went to Joe Biden. 57.5% of the votes went to Biden. 40.2% went to Trump. Now, in... Towards Bend County... Um... That's a Republican area, in Oregon, California went to Trump, and Beverly Hills is pretty much this year is a Republican area. All right, let's go to um Arizona. Arizona is currently um is not declared yet, but officially under the polls it is declared, but there. Being recounted right now, North New Mexico is um, is Joe Biden right now. Uh, fifty three. Um, fifty three point nine percent of the voters went to New Mexico um, to Biden. Five electoral votes for him. Let's go to uh, Montana. Ninety nine percent of the uh, votes are in. Donald Trump went to. Donald Trump um, won that, and that's three electoral votes. Idaho, four electoral votes to Trump. Wyoming also, three electoral votes. Utah went to Trump, six electoral votes. Nevada is still not reported yet, and that's 75% of the um, are in, but... We're still seeing that it's Biden. Now Biden is um, leading in that. 49.3% is in. And 48% um, for Biden. And 487 for Trump. And we heard several news about um, other fraud stuff. So we are going to see if they're going to investigate that state or not. Let's go to Alaska. Alaska still is not um reported yet declaration for victory for Trump yet, but Trump is leading in there. 63.6% of the votes are in for Trump and three electoral votes are for for that. North Dakota is Trump. Three electoral votes South Dakota Trump. Three electoral votes. New Nebraska is Trump. Five electoral votes. Kansas is Trump. Six electoral votes. Oklahoma is Trump. Seven electoral votes. Texas is Trump. 38 electoral votes. Colorado is is Biden. Nine electoral votes. And we did the entire West Coast. Let's go to uh, Hawaii. Biden, four electoral votes. Now let's go to um, the other side of the world. I mean, the other side of the... um, of the... country. Minnesota is Biden. It was a close one. But, ten electoral votes to Biden. Iowa's Trump... Six electoral votes, Missouri. That was a really cru- crucial one for Trump. Um, Ten electoral votes to Trump. Arkansas, is Trump. Um, six electoral votes for Trump. Louisiana for Trump. Eight electoral votes. Wisconsin um is being um recounted. Illinois um ele- twenty electoral votes to tr- um Biden. Tennessee's, um, Trump, 11 electoral votes, Mississippi's, um, 6 electoral votes, Louisiana, 8 electoral votes, Alabama's 9 electoral votes, uh, to Trump, Kentucky's electoral votes to, um, is Trump's 8 electoral votes, Indiana, that was real early to Trump, um, They knew it by 9 o'clock, by 6 p.m. They knew, oh yeah, we're getting Trump in. So, Indianapolis, it's basically red. But except towards the middle of Indianapolis, um, Fort Wayne, mostly um, that area, most of the area is um, red. So, that's in Indiana. Ohio's Trump. Let's go to Ohio. Most of the area is, um, red. Cincinnati's not red. Dayton is not red. Toledo is not red. Cleveland is not red. Columbus and, um, one other one I don't know the name. Um, that's Ohio. West Virginia. Let's go to Virginia. West Virginia. The entire state is red, no matter what. They love Trump in West Virginia. Let's go to um, Florida. Florida, here we go. And everybody knows about Florida, how it was. It was ridiculous yeah, um, how they did it. Florida, half of May- Miami is Biden. And half of it is Trump. Same for West Palm Beach. Um, is we- Parts of West Palm Beach is blue. Um, that's the first area towards the bottom. Um, is, is, um, red that is blue. S- parts of it is red and blue. Tampa is blue. Orlando's blue. Jacksonville is blue. Tallahassee's blue. Um, and yeah. Um,. Not sure where else, but there are a lot of blue areas in Florida. Um, Georgia is being um, hasn't been declared, um, but they're still counting Georgia, and I believe that 96% of the votes are in, and Trump is leading by two points in Georgia. Now, in North Carolina, Trump is also leading um, by three points right now in North Carolina um, and hasn't been declared yet. Virginia. Biden won Virginia. 53.9% of the votes are um, for Biden. 13 electoral votes for him. Pennsylvania. We spoke about it. Pennsylvania, need, um, we need to declare it because Trump said... Pennsylvania is in. We said that Trump won today. He declared we are suing um, the these um, following states: Wisconsin, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North North Carolina, and Georgia, because we need to recount these ballots. Nevada um didn't come in yet, but we need to um continue. Michigan was report didn't report yet because they're still counting. West um we spoke about West Virginia already. Um New York is Trump uh is um Biden by po- 55.3%. percent. Um let's go to inside the New York region area a lot of the red areas except from new york city. Syracuse is um blue. Buffalo, Rochester um ex- um towards buffalo and except for if you go all the way from buffalo till syracuse is red. But Syracuse is blue. And then after that if you go Towards the left side until Albany is red also. And then from there is red, 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 red. Blue, blue, blue. Um, around the blue is red. And then you got New York City is blue. So pretty much the entire um, New York is red. Which, is not, which does not make any sense to me. Let's go to Vermont. Vermont is fully blue all the way except for one area in the right-hand corner. It's all the way right-hand corner is red. New Hampshire, I love this state. Um, New Hampshire, top corner on the left side. Um, when you... Is... Is um going is red. Manchester blue 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 Yeah. I thought um New Hampshire was gonna be red this year, but apparently not. Maine it's Biden Um but Bangor um Port parts of Portland is um red. Maine is a crazy state. So we got New York, um, Vermont, Biden, Maine is Biden, New Hampshire is Biden, Vermont is Biden, Massachusetts is Biden. I want to look at Massachusetts. It's mostly blue over there. Um, Rhode Island is um, Biden. Providence, some of Providence is red, by the way. Connecticut's fully, Connecticut is Biden, but some of Um, Hartford area is red, like the left side and right side. You can see on the screen, um, is red over there. Um, um, in New Jersey, they didn't report the, the, which red or blue side, but, um, they, they're going to report that very soon. Um, but Biden won it, Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, where Biden lives. He won his own city. I mean, his own county, Dover. Won his, and then some of Dover area. You can see it's red. So that's um fun. That's great, Maryland, Baltimore's. You can see Maryland parts of Maryland is red and blue. So, you can see that over there also. Interesting. District of Columbia. Um, is Biden all the way. No matter what, 93.4% of the voters went to Biden. How sad. 5.2% went to Trump. How sad. They hate Trump over there. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about the, um, let's talk about the, um, ones who are getting recounted right now. So, Arizona went to, um, Biden, but they're, um, they officially said we got to recount Arizona. Arizona is currently, um, um, being recounted. Michigan also. Wisconsin also. Um, Pennsylvania is all, um, I'm not sure Pennsylvania, but they would like to declare um, victory for Pennsylvania. North Carolina, if they, I think that if they declare victory tonight, I hope so. They declare North Carolina and Georgia tonight. Nevada, I hope also, um, they need to um, push for recount over there also. So, one, two, three, and four, maybe four five or six, um, states, um, need to be recounted, so, it's gonna be a long night, ladies and gentlemen, um, and we don't know anything until we find out, we're gonna get our, um, election results, we're gonna get a, election polls, Um, we're gonna get, I mean, we're gonna get the election, uh, we're gonna find out who's the president, as soon as you know, I'll know, but, I find that the Fox News, Um, was terrible last night because Chris Wallace. I hate Chris Wallace, just to let you know. Um, and Chris Wallace was terrible last night. I've watched, um, I watched Daily Wire. They're amazing. They're amazing. I have some, uh, stuff from Daily Wire. Um,. Here we go. Let's go to Daily Wire. Uh, this is their YouTube page. Yeah. if we go to their YouTube? Thank you. Um, I got their YouTube pulled up. By the way, Condens um Owens Candace Owens is joining the Daily Wire. She used to be uh, she's a she used to be a big liberal, but um she's a big, big on the Daily Wire. Um, I'm trying to find Florida. Here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find um, the Florida state. Here we go.
1: Note, after rapping with the governor of Florida, we should turn to our.
0: No, nah, not that one. Alright, anyways. All right, and we are going to continue to watch the polls. If we hear anything or see anything in the polls, we will let you know on the on this podcast. To watch the um, news and watch the rest of the um, polls, please watch it, and we will let you know on this podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and enjoy the night. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. As the country gets more confused as as much as they were with the whole freaking election, Joe Biden is the president-elect for the 46th president, according to AP, but we have some, um, great stuff that can, um, send Trump back to the, um, White House with Joe Biden out of the White House, back into his bunker. We have crazy news that we can tell you about this coming up on the living journey podcast. We have, um, um, awesome stuff that can um lead to amazing things stay tuned coming up on our podcast stay tuned and we also have um we're going to be um talking about the news and uh sports all on today's podcast including um canceling washington state i want to tell you about it on this podcast and also i I'm no longer being sponsored by Headcount or my other, um, my other, uh, sponsor. If you want to sponsor, please go ahead and, um, click the donation button and it would be really, greatly appreciated, um, for today's podcast. All right. Thank you very much. After... A ridiculous election, according to CNN. It's over. And what the hell happened to our country? Okay. Let's get into, we're going to go into the news and get into some news that uh, Fox News actually interrupts. The um, the press conference during Kelly McNay. I have a uh, clip from that. I also have um, some news of, some funny news even. We're going to get into all that. Also today we're going to discuss the vaccine, um, the Pfizer vaccine. How it's going to be great for every single person. We're also going to discuss some rent. How this country is going to be crazy? How this country is crazy after this entire um, election? We're also going to discuss um which country, which um which states finally got together and say, hey, let's wake up and give the uh, state to Trump. We're also, and that's that. This is the Living Journey Show. My name is Zari Mac, and we are going to be. Let's first. Let's um, get into the show right now. Uh, a word from our sponsor. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast. My name is R Mack. Today we are going to discuss about our video we're going to have many videos and play some videos from uh, various places about the election and various stuff today we're going to be speaking about the latest news that we have latest news that we have so let's get into it and let's get into uh, latest news as we get into our podcast also we're gonna speak about Governor Cuomo. Um his crazy idea of not having a vaccine. So, yeah, let's get into this podcast. This is a limited journey podcast with R Mack. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is R Mac. Today we're going to speak about a lot of stuff on our heads. Um, we got the news, we got Ted Cruz slamming. Um uh what do you call it? Twitter also we got Governor Cuomo uh being a little confused and also Gavin Newsom being a little confused all coming up on our podcast um and we also got um uh more breaking news coming up our podcast and we have lots of stuff to talk about Um, also, we're going to speak about, um, James Harden, how he is going to be, uh, possibly canceled by me because he did something terrible that do not like coming up on our podcast today. We'll be speaking about that. Um, and yes, so great stuff coming up. This is the living journey podcast with your host Ari Mack. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and have a great night and God bless the United States of America and stay strong with America. And always, here we go.
3: Trisket, we believe no one. The man who
2: died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up
0: next to you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy your holiday weekend. Stay healthy. And stay well. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your weekend.
4: From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills
2: of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to
3: shining sea
0: From Detroit down to Houston New York to L. A.
4: Well, pride in every American heart,
0: and Very it's time strong. we stand nice and say. Yeah. So Giuliani says, "Thank you for to all my friends and followers for all the prayers and kind wishes. I'm getting great care and feeling good, recovering quickly, and keeping up with everything." thank you for tuning in um, ladies and gentlemen um, have a wonderful day and enjoy your day enjoy the rest of your day and um, hope you're staying safe and stay safe ladies and gentlemen. stay safe yep alrighty have a Um next This is crazy. All right, so that's that. Next, we got another Newsmax article. He's going to keep going. He's going to fight. We spoke about the protests. Facebook is crazy. Ah, here we go. Ralph Warnock. So Ralph Warnock, I just want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Um, is under fire for interfering with a child abuse, abusing a child case. As the runoff election in Georgia heats, uh, police officers in Maryland are critici- criticizing Democratic candidate Ralph Warnock for his role in the past child abuse case. According to re- resurfaced police file in from 2002 Georgia Senatorial candidate Ralph Warnock was extremely uncooperative um was and district, disper disrespect um disres disre- um of towards the a prob into a child abuse. The alleged of abuse um took place at a summer camp affiliated with his church. Um and that's that so he's under fire. Georgia's two Senate runoff elections took place takes place on January 5th and will determine which potential political party will control the upper chamber of Congress. We'll get more of that in the coming days. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is the day we find out of this. Effective on December 12th uh, to December 31st, all Undelivered Model 3s and Model Ys excluding Model 3 standard range to that get delivered by December 31st will receive one year free supercharging. That's from Tesla. Alright ladies and gentlemen think that's all we got for today. We hope you enjoyed the wonderful. Year with us. If you want to hear more. We are looking into. Having more shows. In 2021. So. God willing. The living in journey podcast will have more shows in 2021. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening to our opinions and views of the political factors that we believe in. And if you don't even if you don't believe in it. Thank you for um thank you for listening to the show. We greatly appreciate it. Once again thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this year's um podcast. Um greatly appreciated. If you would like to sponsor, um please click the sponsor button on the on your platform and that will be greatly appreciated. Have a wonderful um new year and we'll be back together in 2021.